Hi guys, my name's Steph and I'd like to welcome you to Hypo Hugs. Hypo Hugs is brought to you by the Children's Hyperinsulinism Charity, who provides support to families who have loved ones with hyperinsulinism throughout the UK. If you would like any more information about the charity or have any suggestions or comments, please contact us on hypohugs at hyperinsulinism.co.uk. Also, if anyone wishes to take part in an episode of Hypo Hugs, please drop us an email and we'll get right back to you. Thanks. So this week's guest is Kira, and Kira is one of the new trustees of the Children's Hyperinsulinism Charity. Welcome, Kira. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for having me on, Steph. No problem. <laughs> uh, would you like to just take a minute just to kind of say something? Just say hi or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to everyone. Um, I'm Mum to Killian. I think this is a good time to actually do this podcast because we're both just travelled. So <laughs> it's good, it's good. Um, no, it's really tiring though. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, when they're out of their routine and that. And yeah, oh, the f- it was an absolute nightmare yesterday. It was so busy. And was it? It was like taking up two car decks, and um, there were actually people fighting for seats. It was ridiculous. Oh my god, no way. <laughs> <laughs> what well, Killian was a dream on the plane. K- oh. Killian wasn't a problem at all. He was so good, honestly. He was just, he just sat down and fell asleep both times. He was so good, honestly. I couldn't, couldn't ask for better. It's just, um, I think his sugars are a bit low at the moment. All right. So, yeah, he had a hypo nursery yesterday. He had a hypo the other night, Saturday night. So we're just struggling a bit to get it under, like, control. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Ben had a couple of hypos last week as well, and I was like, oh, my God, he's going to have a hypo, hypo when I'm on the ferry. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's that fear, isn't it? <laughs> oh. And we could do, we, we could do two feeds on the plane. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, but like, what can you do? Do you know what I mean? Like, we'd won on the way over, and we'd won. It was just the timing because there was the delay then on the way back and that. Right. Um. So it's just trying to make sure that he gets his meds on time. You can't really control the time a lot, so you can't. Mm. But they were very good to us. We got to skip all the queues and that. Uh, Birmingham was. We skipped queues, but, like, they took 20 minutes to open up a computer to check us in. And and then, do you know, this kind of thing. And I, by the time I got to security and they were testing every single bottle of medicine, mm-hmm. I was like, can you hurry up, please? And they were like, we're trying to help you. And I was like, well, can you please help me faster? I said, <laughs> do you know that kind of way? I was like... Because um, it, it wasn't their fault at security, but by the time we got to security, there had already been like a 40-minute delay. That really shouldn't... Yeah. You know, it wasn't necessary, let's say. So, yeah. It's always a eh? I know, I know. Uh, we had a good time, though. We had good weather in that. And it, it, it was nice. It was just really tiring for the both of us because Warren did nights. 
and I did all the days and that and they're just long and just by the time you pack and unpack and (laughs) (laughs) yep can you remember your best experience of traveling with BHI uh, no. Okay, you're washed. Yeah, I think um, at one stage we went through Heathrow. Um, I think it was our first time flying with Killian, and um, he had a hypo in the middle of security. So, like, literally, I was like on the floor taking his sugars while they were trying to get a photo of him through security and Warren was like holding him up and I was on the floor trying to take his sugar it's like bent down it was oh my god it was a disaster but like I I think um I think once you're organized you're fine you know when you just make sure you check in with assistance and that it's it's not too bad yeah yeah I've never actually that's a lie I was going to say I've never taken fun on a plane but that's a lie We've taken them once and it was, but I had iron there and I was fine. So, um, yeah, I, I usually uh, travel by ferry and it's because then I've got everything there. I can just completely rampack the car full of stuff that if I need <laughs> or I don't need, doesn't matter, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then he can just kind of, oh, he's gotten to the stage now, he wants to see everything and he runs about even though he's attached to his feet so he's only gotten to the stage now that he can get his little um, bubble pack for the automatic pump so honestly he looks like a little ghostbuster running about with a little bag on we've tried to put a pump on or a backpack on Killian but um, he kind of just falls over and tries to take it off (laughs) He looks like a little upscuttle turtle if he has one on. <laughs> so we'd get him a big boy seat on the plane. He oh. couldn't be on mummy's lap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just back from a quick weekend in Ireland and um we do tend to travel with Killian a lot. Um when I say a lot, I mean about twice a year. Um, which can be a lot on a plane, etc. But ma- mainly back to Ireland. I've only ever done like short haul flights with him and stuff. Um, but is, it mostly, it, is it mostly just flights you do then? Yeah, it's it's mostly flights we do. We have travelled in the car as well quite a bit, let's say up to um, his grandparents and stuff with, who live three hours away. Um, but we tend to kind of take shorter breaks to Ireland um on the plane we haven't been on the ferry yet so <laughs> i'm not sure how that will go <laughs> it's actually really funny because i'm the opposite <laughs> I, i've taken the ferry more than i've taken the, the flights because flights just absolutely terrify me <laughs> there's no need there's no need <laughs> well, I, I, can, I can say right back at you there's no need to worry about the ferry either. <laughs> Good, good. I think um I think people, you know, parents of kids with HI, they get they get really panicky when they're traveling and stuff, which is totally natural because there's a lot to think about and there's a lot to organise. And I think it's that that your fear of like forgetting something and then if something does happen, you're like, Oh, I've left that in the house or no. 
that's it. I, I think it's just about getting organized um, before you go. There are a few things that people might know about traveling um, with airlines anyway. Um, and one of the things I would do is the minute you book your flights, I would contact your GP. Right. I would contact the airline. Mm-hmm. And I would also contact um their specialist team, whoever's looking after them. Um, you would contact the GP because you want to ensure that you have enough supply um of your medicines. And what what rule we live by really is we take what however long we're going for, plus another half. Mm-hmm. Um that's kind of the general rule. Um, also contact your, for example, if you are with Nutrisha for your homework supplies, I would contact them as well. Um, and if you are thinking of traveling, I would try to do this at least six months in advance if you can, or as soon as you book the flights. Yeah. Um, so contact your GP, let them know your, the date you're going away. Let them know that you need a prescription and a half for whatever they need um so for example with Killian's medicines we actually get them from two places we get them from the GP and we also get them from our local hospital as well so um for his disoxide and his chlorothorazide um but let's say the rest of his prescriptions so like some of his consumables such as lancets glucometers etc um, we get that all through the GP and the GP also do the prescription for his milk who send that to Nutrisha. So, do Nutrisha then send that on for you or do they just send it direct to you? That's a separate request. So in order for Nutrisha to send it on for you, you have to get the GP to send them an extra prescription. Right, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I suppose the the next people I would contact is the airline themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, depending on whether your homeward company would will send the supplies for you or not, that will depend on what you're going to be requesting the airline. So not a lot of people know, but um, child children, especially if you're peg fed and things like that, um the airline will provide extra baggage and assistance for you for traveling for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shouldn't charge you for these things um, because they're essential medical equipment. So yeah. last time um, we went, uh, I, I made sure that uh, I actually got a letter from the GP to tell the airline when I got there just in case the airline kind of turn around and says, no, you're not allowed that. Well, actually, um, here's a GP. There you go. Or get the consultant, the endocrine consultant to do it for you. That, that's it. So what you need to do um, is you should contact your consultant or your specialist team and request a letter for them. In this letter, they need to detail a couple of things. So all the medicines that they're on, Mm-hmm. Um, their emergency plan should they land in hospital in a local hospital where they're not familiar to or that's strange and what would need to be done for example I don't know if they need IV dextrose 10% dextrose 
etc um and how they're fed and how to keep their sugars up basically um the next thing that it should also include is for example if they can't queue mm-hmm. um so that's another one and then you also need details of um all their essential medical equipment that has to be on board so for example i don't know if a lot of people know but you can't put disoxide in the hold of the plane it has to be carried on board so why is that yeah, uh i think maybe maybe the temperatures i'm not too sure that it might affect the formula of the disoxide oh, i'm not yeah i'm not too sure but um i know we were told that not to put it in the hold that like you couldn't pack, pack it as luggage right so so when you contact nutrition depending on whether or not they're willing to send the supplies ahead of you. Now, the only thing I would say to people is that the last time we flew in the summer, Nutritia sent the supplies ahead of us, but we were staying for two weeks. And just to bear in mind, we were only staying in Ireland. We weren't staying in, for example, Spain, Portugal or anywhere like that. But I don't see any reason if you give them enough notice why they couldn't mm-hmm. send the supplies ahead for you. I actually did look into that um, before I came here because I'm I'm actually in Ireland at the minute <laughs> um, uh, to get stuff sent over here. And they um, when I said I was going to Ireland, they said we need a minimum of six months with a written letter from your endocrine consultant and what you need with plus the backups. So exactly just what you said there, like yeah. That and they said that that's the only way they'll do abroad. Like no yeah. other way they will do abroad. Exactly. And I think this is all about giving them an enough notice and having yeah. your ducks in order. Mm-hmm. Um so but the only thing I'll say though, for example, we flew to Ireland just this past weekend and we chose not to ask the company to bring our supplies. We actually chose to just pack it ourselves. Right. Um so what I did is every airline will have a special assistance department that you can contact. Um, Aer Lingus, Ryanair have a special assistance department. Um, mo- the majority of airlines will have a special assistance department. For example, you know, people who need to fly with oxygen or, you know, different things and yeah. our little chai babies. <laughs> so what we did is the minute we booked the flight, we contacted the airline. We let them know that we need to bring so much luggage on board. Um, and what I did is I actually sent a list of all the supplies that I would need to bring or I need to pack. So I gave them one list of all the supplies that I would actually be taking onto the plane inside the cabin with me and with Killian. So that included his emergency glucogel, glucagon kit, two glucometers, um, three bottles of formula, um, his emergency button his emergency dressing for his peg, loads of different bits and pieces, and yeah. the pump as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually gave them the serial number of the pump um, and uh, just I made sure it was fully charged and everything. So obviously they're not going to be able to put, plug a pump in on board. 
Um, the other thing I did then was give them a list of everything that we would need to actually go in the hold or that would need to be checked in. Mm-hmm. And what they did for us is once I gave them those two lists, they gave us a medical waiver letter for checking in the luggage. So we got two free 20 kg cases. So 40 kg to check in and 10 kg on board as well. That's so that was really good. Yeah. And the time previous to that, when we were actually flying for two weeks, despite because it was such a long journey we were going for despite nutrition pre-sending the bottles and the leads and extensions and milks we still had quite a lot to pack like dressings maxi jewel carabels all that kind of stuff so we actually ended up with five check-in suitcases of 20 20 kg and it was all free Uh so um i think i think once you approach the airline ahead of time it's fine um you also may need to get a medical waiver for someone to fly so for example can i I just stop you right there kira see in terms of the flights the lengths of the flights what one would you would you say was easier on you the long haul or the short the short flight well, we've never been on a long haul with Killian. So, no, no, we've never been long haul with Killian. Oh. We've only ever flown to Ireland. So, those flights are only an hour long. Yeah. You know, so I imagine, I, I'd imagine, Steph, that the flights that are like one to four hours long mm. would be okay because we were able to bring plenty of formula on board. We were able to bring his pump on board. We were able to use his pump on board. Uh Um, And obviously we were able to get through our medicines and all that kind of stuff. So it didn't really, I I just packed his bag as if we were out for the day. Uh If that makes sense. Um, And just brought like everything that you would expect that we you would need. So like an emergency glucagon kit, his emergency glucogel, his emergency button, all that kind of stuff. Um, so but I've never done a long haul flight. Um I would imagine as long as you've brought enough supplies on board, it would be fine. I would imagine if you were flying, I know for example if when you do go on a long haul flight, normal people get a 10 kg check-in yeah. cabin luggage. So I imagine they'd allow you bring like, let's say 20 on board for like, I don't know if you're flying to Mexico or LA, yeah. LA or something like that. Um, I wonder if any, if any families out there have actually done a long haul flight and they're wanting to share their stories, get yeah. in that's that a, a great insight yeah. um, to see how you got on. Yeah, it, definitely. Yeah. And um, the, the other thing I would do then is, um, as I said, contact your GP. Sometimes you need a medical waiver letter. Mm-hmm. So, for example, because Killian was born premature and he has medical problems, up until the age of two, we actually had to get um, permission off a GP to fly. Now, just to let families know, I suppose this only applies in the UK, but we to pay for that letter because um, it's considered private work. So um, the NHS won't pay for uh, a doctor, for example, or a GP to fill that letter out, that medical. Yeah. Have you heard of that before? 
Yeah, that's so. But because Killian was two this time, yeah. he's gone past that age of requiring a letter. So it it was fine and we didn't need any letter from the GP mm-hmm. and we didn't really need to contact the GP this time to let them know we were flying because well we were packing all our supplies ourselves mm-hmm. so the only people we contacted were Manchester to update his letter yeah. um, to change like you know his doses and things like that on it yeah. so I, I think I think as long as people are really organized it's fine The other thing as well is to contact the airport you're flying from and to um, because they will provide you with special assistance and this will make your life so much easier um, because if they give you those, you know, the sunflower badges. Yes, um, I have two of them. (laughs) Yeah, they're green with sunflowers on them. And basically this enabled, and once we contact assistance, we were able to skip all the queues and we were able to be brought to the top. Um, We've just explained that, like obviously our son is sick and he, he can't really queue. Um, and But just make sure you've all your duckies in a row going into security <laughs> as well. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, I, I think that is fantastic. Thank you so so much for coming on and uh, giving us light and a no you're fine and make sure you have make sure you have your list of medications going into security um so not only would the bottles need labels on them but like for example even things like um dressing or anything like that like we'd carry a small scissors on board for Killian's dressings just make sure that you've everything from your GP listing out all his medications and the letter from the consultant or the specialist team will have all his like let's say specialist medicate medications listed on that so just make sure that you either print it off or just have it to hand in your phone I had I, I actually had a physical one from the chemist listing all his medicines on it um and I also had the letter then as well from the consultant so there was no problem um and just to let you know as well Calpol unless prescribed cannot be brought through <laughs> so yeah if it's over if it's over 150 mil anything over 150 mil that's not prescribed by the GP cannot be brought through so for example Calpol, Norfin, anything like that. You would uh, I mean they do all the little tiny travel bottles of like shampoo and everything you would think but they, they do Calpol like for like. You can get Calpol sachets that are only five mil so you could probably they would probably be a good idea to travel yeah. through but water and formula should be fine yeah. um and yeah and i think just enjoy the experience just be you know just be um just be a little bit organized get some get one of you to bring through the child <laughs> and one of you to do the medicines you know and um swap at the other end <laughs> exactly exactly and go enjoy and go travel and go have a holiday because try is no reason to stay at home <laughs> it's well, no we've reason already had lockdowns we don't want any more <laughs> exactly exactly and just go enjoy and know that you have that backup you have your specialist 
number. Um, God forbid anything happens. If you land at a local hospital, you have your letter about how they need to be treated. You have the backup at the end of the phone um, and you have all your emergency supplies. supplies. Just check everything. <laughs> also, also if, you're, if you're stuck as well, if, um, oh, there's a 99% chance that someone else has been through exactly the same what you're going through. Leave a message on the charity page. Ask people, what did you do in this situation? Can anyone help? Definitely. And that, that's why we say bring, um, however much you're going for, bring another half. Like we bought another bottle of disoxide with us. It wasn't needed, mm-hmm. but it just gave us that comfort in yeah. case, I don't know, God forbid you smash one on the floor. I think it's happened to all of us at one time and it's so precious. So um, basically just, just and then relax knowing that you have that backup supply. Um, there's always Skiggle as well. Skiggle's really good. Um, or if you're really stuck, go to a local hospital. Mm-hmm. They're bound to have some supplies. I don't know if you forget a feed set or, you know, um, don't ever be stuck, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, um, you know, just go have a good time. Let's let's get out there. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> Thank you uh, so much for coming on here and uh, sharing your wisdom to us. <laughs> no problem. And don't forget a dummy or a bottle for the flight. <laughs> Have them suck on it on the way up and down. It'll prevent their ears getting sore. Yeah. Work to treat with Killian. <laughs> Travel expert Kira here, guys. okay that's great Kira thanks very much for for doing that honestly like um I will I'll let you uh, run away and have a coffee before your next meeting (laughs) so what we're going to be discussing next is our new topic tips from the parents sent out a um, little comment on the Facebook page just to get feedback from the parents uh, about how they find travelling with HI and I've got a few mums come back to me with some tips that they've picked up along the way. First of all there was Robin. Her tip was to check, double check, triple check all medications before leaving uh, which I think we will agree that's Number one, number one tip. Thanks very much for that, Robin. Uh, next one is from Jan. And she says that she has a, a, a shipment of disposables sent to the location before she actually arrives there. Very clever idea. Then just um, no more stress. You know it's going to, it's going to be there when you get there. Uh, next one is from Joanne. Um, she advises that she carries on a cool bag onto the plane with ice packs as extra hand luggage, which she got um, by contacting the airline first. So I didn't actually know that you could do that. So that's actually quite a good tip that I've picked up. So thank you very much for that, Joanne. Um, and last was Leanne. She has advices to let your holiday provider know and get some extra luggage allowance which is always a good thing I suppose to get less stress of from packing 
So thank you very much for the for those um, tips, ladies. Well, that's us coming to the end of this episode of Hypo Hugs. Um, before we go, just want a few um, brief announcements from the charity. Uh, first one is uh, I've been told to remind everyone that the pumpkin competition for half term will be starting soon. So if you can send in your pictures of all your pumpkin carvings and post them on Facebook or Instagram with at CH Charity UK and um, the the best pumpkin carvings will um, be selected by our charity members and we'll let you know if you win a prize. We also want to thank all the families who made it to our family fun days during the summer this year uh, to Flamingoland, Legoland. Um, Now we're also um, in the middle of planning the family 2023 conference. Um, This is where families can meet up, ask the experts, get info on hyperinsulinism, get updates on the latest treatment and research, from the HI specialist teams, uh, including genetics, dietetics and neurology, and get more information on what the charity does. And um, if anyone's interested, please contact the charity on our Facebook page or our email address. Okay, thanks very much for listening in, guys, and I shall speak to you soon. Bye.